DW Co. Show, DW Co. Radio. Beautiful Friday here in Jacksonville. Always beautiful in Jacksonville. Happy to be back in the state of Duval. Joined as always by Derek. Derek, what's up, man? Feeling eager like Bob Seeger up in here today. Did you write that beforehand? I was thinking about it. <laughs> man, I have to tell you, I, like, do you feel like since we got back from South Carolina yesterday that it's been like insane? It's been constant. Yeah, I woke up and it just hasn't stopped. Yeah, for sure. I had to go um, take care of everything that needed to be done uh, this morning. Derek and I are having sort of a mini, what I would call kind of a mini travel season. Working in the higher ed branding space, we actually finish, spend a fair, fair amount of time on the road. Um, haven't done it so much this year, I would say. But we had a little trip up to uh, Greenville, South Carolina that we're just kind of wrapping up and um, have a few more trips coming up in the next uh, few weeks, doing some training, some brand work uh, with some of our schools. So a hesitant and slight return to campus, still wearing masks and following all the uh, proper protocols, but whew, it's been busy, man. It's been, it's nice to be in South Carolina though. I enjoyed it was. that. I mean, we, we were only, we were up there for less than forty eight hours, but it was really enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel well, like it's probably less than twenty four hours, really. Actually, yeah, Three? we yeah we got, we got a, there. We got in South Carolina around two o'clock, two thirty, and then or up to Green. I guess we got up to Greenville around around two thirty, and then we left by two thirty as well. So. Yeah, we got it. We we had a rental car, which is. Part of the reason actually uh, this morning was taking care of dropping that back off and uh, getting, I had to drive, I'd drive over to the enterprise and then literally walk back from there <laughs> first thing in the morning, which was fairly entertaining. But, um, but I think also part of it was having the rental car. I just felt a desire to just get up there and back as fast as we possibly could without putting miles on my car. I was like pedal to the metal. Let's get out of here. You are flying, you, <laughs> and I quote: "At one point in the in the drive, Darren goes, oh man, I'm running 105.' <laughs> That's not my normal way, but there's you know there's open roads a lot of places. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of anybody out there really. But yeah, but yeah, yeah so, it was, oh go ahead, it was sorry. fun. I was just say it was fun. Well, I had a really good time, and even though it was short, it was really fun." Yeah, South Carolina, very beautiful. I was actually wondering, had you, I know you've been to North Carolina. Had you been to South Carolina before? Uh, just on my way to Charlotte. So I've been through Columbia and just on the highway. Yeah. So hadn't, hadn't really had a chance to stop and see much of South Carolina. Um, definitely uh, enjoyed the mountain scene. Um, that campus was beautiful. They had mountains in the background. It was really, it was a really cool scene. It was, it was gorgeous. Really yeah. Yeah. Man, I have to tell you, the thing that probably irritates me the most about South Carolina is their claim as the Palmetto State. I don't understand that. Half the state is mountains, first and foremost. I didn't see any palmettos except for on the coast. You see palmettos literally everywhere in Florida. If anyone is the Palmetto State, it's us. South Carolina is making that up. They need to change their flag yet again. I don't know how they became the Palmetto State. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Maybe when Florida came up with their flag, South Carolina followed and we're like, what dummies? Well, <clears throat> we'll steal the palm tree then. Well, they had to change their flag because their last flag was a little racist. So uh, that, that's part of it. But yeah. yeah, I'm just saying Palmettos, Florida is the Palmettos state. I said it. I'll stand by it. If you're from South Carolina, 
Come on down. I'll fight you if I have to, one at a time. Doesn't matter to me. We're the Palmetto State. We're taking it back. What do you think, Derek? Oh, I think Florida is the state of many things, and I think they're all extremely different. Oh, look at you. You're such a great client services manager. I really appreciate <laughs> the, uh, you, this is what you do. You're able to mediate and moderate in a way that uh, the more passionate among us can't always do. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of crazy things happening in Florida. We should have multiple flags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Speaking of multiple things going on in South Carolina, it's time for work soundtracks. Uh, to me, I feel like the biggest work soundtrack of this week was really the playlist that we made to go up to South Carolina, which was a big playlist of Carolina songs. I would argue, I don't know what you think, but what states have the most songs about them? I, I think Texas is up there, a lot of songs about Texas. I think if you think so of Carolina, North and South, there are a lot of songs that mention Carolina. It's just a really pretty word. Who else fits in that category of like, like states that people are just like, that's a state that needs a song right there. Yeah. Uh, California probably gets a ton. Yeah, that's kind of uh, too. you know, California girls, Katy Perry, Snoop Dogg. Um, <laughs> great song. Um, <laughs> I like that song too, actually. It's a good, it really is a good one. It's a good, like summer playlist song. I'll give you a little note on that. So, so the song California girls, the girls is spelled with a U, you know, in that yeah. song. Uh huh. That yeah. is because one of the producers was a big fan of a band that I like from Memphis, Tennessee called Big Star. And one of Big Star's big songs is September Girls with a U. That is the actual reference to September Girls by Big Star on that song. So mm. just just a note for you. Yeah. You know, as we move wow. forward, I guess. That's educational. You, yeah. learn a lot <laughs> you learn a lot on this show. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Stuff you didn't even want to learn. I didn't want to learn that. And now I have. California. And I'm glad I did. But uh, California, Georgia. I don't know. Um, what are some, I mean, New York, I mean, obviously, right? Like yeah, New York, but is that, that's there's New York, the city, not New York, the state. Right. So maybe that doesn't state, count. City. Yeah. I feel like Oklahoma gets kind of thrown into songs a lot too. Name, name a song other than the theme from Oklahoma that mentions Oklahoma. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Answered no, that uh, question. Oki from Muskogee. Mm -hmm. There's one. It's a good one. There's one. You got another uh, one? You got yeah. two? Are there two yeah. interesting things here's, about Oklahoma? Here's a, so <laughs> Coetzel has one in one of his songs and, and the lyric says, she tries to tell me that Oklahoma's better. And he says, and I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. We need to get some of his music on our show. <laughs> you know, well no but you know there are right yeah. okay so yeah. the famous three dogs uh three dog night i think hoyt actually hoyt axton wrote that song he went to high school here in jacksonville never been to spain but i've been to oklahoma so there's one boys from oklahoma by cross canadian ragweed that's a big one yep and so well theme well, now oklahoma. that i'm now that i'm looking at it, it's kind of um they're always making fun of Oklahoma. <laughs> They're actually written by people in Texas. When people are oh. when Texans are writing songs about how great Texas is, they're writing songs about how terrible Oklahoma is. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Oh yeah. man, that's yeah. oh. I don't know. That sound can only mean one thing, Derek. I think we both know what that sound is. It's time for Shelley's song of the week, or as we called it last week, Shelley's song of the week. Shelly Shang of the week. 
Now, have you listened to this one yet? Nope. No, I really it. like to keep it fresh for you. I do show. too. I like to preview. Now, something interesting. Now, I'm going to play a little and just hold your thoughts. I'm going to cut it and then let's 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 just first take. We're going to do a few seconds first take on this song. The song is called Sunblind. It's from a new album by Fleet Foxes, not one of my particular favorite bands to be honest with you, but hey, I'm open-minded, keeping it fresh, Derek. Yes. Are we live? We're not live. I just realized I never hit the go live button. <laughs> you know what? Hey, that doesn't matter for the podcast, right? So I'm going to keep it going, but I'm hitting live for Mixcloud. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, it's been that kind of Friday, though. He dis. Oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. Back in the game. Are we live okay. yet? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, oh, it's no. back You know what? I, I think we're doing good. Ugh. Ugh. There you are. You know what? I think we're doing good if we get through the recorded podcast today, from what I can tell. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, some days, but you know, it's good to be busy. I, I like being busy. I like doing this work. It's exciting to be working with colleges and to be so deeply invested in what they're doing. And really, we're at a point right now, you know, where a lot of what we're doing for work is really connecting with people on campus and talking about brand rollouts and all of that. I'm excited about it, but man, it's got me on my heels this Friday, I feel like. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we're just catching up, you know, <laughs> get, trying to close loops and, and uh, well, next week's going to be better. I mean, like, who is super productive after travel anyways? Oh, I know, right? I mean, you try your yeah. best. You try, I mean, I've gotten better at it, I feel like. When I first started, I was obsessed with like, the right suitcase, making sure I drank the right amount of water, had all the right tools, you know? Yeah. But like, you're still exhausted. You're still exhausted. Still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay, so the song is Sunblind. It's by the Fleet Foxes. It's off their new album, Sure. It's Shelly's song of the week for this week. This is our first listen. Let's, let's kick this sucker into gear would help if I hit the right buttons. You know, <laughs> I love, dude, the good, the good tech disaster episode. What beats it? What beats this? Let's see, got any sound there? It's kind of, that's kind of been a theme of the week. It kind of has been a theme of the week. Now, why won't, why won't you play now? Goodness, goodness. Okay, I've got another idea. Let's see if we can try it from over here. Derek. Tell us a little bit about what's going on here. I gotta, I gotta do some tech work. Give us some thoughts, man. Where are you? What's going on in your world? Things are good in my world. I've been listening to uh, Tyler Childers. He came out with a new album recently, uh, "Long Violent History." That was pretty good. All yeah. almost all instrumental. Um, and the iOS 14 update came out too. I've been kind of playing with my phone, trying to figure out where to arrange my apps and things like that. So that's kind of been the big topic uh, lately in my world. And kind of, do you, what do you think of that? I like the, I like the update. It's, I haven't, I, think, I feel like you've messed with it more than I have though. Uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I really like it a lot. And, and, um, looking at a lot of things on Twitter and, um, some of like the Apple community stuff and then, and then, um, kind of just kind of YouTube trying to figure out how to make my home screen and other screens just as cool as possible but also trying to do the less, the least amount of work. Cause you can do, a, you can do a lot of editing to it to make it really cool. But is it, is it really that needed? I don't know. So trying to figure out the best for product, productivity and efficiency. 
You know, um, that's a really important part for me. Derek, we all learn important lessons about work and about technology. One of the things we learn is that sometimes it's not as complicated as you think. Sometimes you just had the sound turned down. <laughs> and this is one of those cases. All right, you want to, let's start this over. You're on top of this Friday. Yeah. So. Oh, dude. D. White and Co., right? Having, having Fridays just like you, just like you do, you know? We're people, we're not just consultants, we're people just like you. Okay, let's see the Sunblind Fleet Foxes. The record is sure. Okay. That's cool. I wonder if they'll all start playing together. What are you thinking so far? You vibing with it? Uh, I'm picturing myself in a field of sunflowers. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now, have you listened to Fleet Foxes before? You're a little younger than me. Are you okay? So they don't doesn't really ring a bell nope. for you. Okay. Just nope. curious. Nope. Let's speed this thing up a little. Let's see what we got over mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I like that. It's pretty chill. I think it's good. Yeah. I think this one gets a pass. We're going to go a little farther in. It's very, like, magical. Like, like I'm just, I'm going to float on a cloud. Like, a bunch of people are just crowd surfing me. I'm, ca I'm getting COVID the whole time. But uh, <laughs> they were just, they're just crowd surfing me up into the heavens. That's kind of what it feels like to me. I'm still kind of getting the sunflower. I can run through a field of sunflower vibe <laughs> yeah. and just like the biggest cheese, like cheese and smile on my face and just like nothing, nothing bad is happening anywhere. It's all not good. even there's no COVID around me. It's a, it's a real, unlike your, unlike, unlike your imagination. <laughs> it's, it's a real, it's a real happy place is what you're saying. <laughs> it's a real happy place. Yeah. I'm as happy as oh. can be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be quiet, Derek. What, Derek, what'd you say? <laughs> I'm as happy as can be. Stop that. What did I say? We're trying to talk. We're trying to talk about this song. We don't care about how I'm happy. I'm as happy as can be. We don't care how happy you are. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that is Shore. That That's is uh, Fleet Foxes. Uh, off the album Shore, the song is Sunblind, actually, for their 2020 album. And that is Shelly's song of the week. We do those all the time here. Of course, if you head over to mixcloud.com slash live slash Radio, you can hear Shelly's song of the week from this week, weeks past, plus all the other playlists and work soundtracks that we're doing uh, that keep us kind of moving and grooving here at DW Co. So we rated her songs last week. I one know. Through 10. Yeah. So are, were we want to keep doing that? Is that a... Yeah, I'll rate it. it. I'll rate it. You want to rate it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I was gonna give it a seven too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like a it's not like a ten. You know, like it's not like you know it's not just crushing it. But I, but I like I, I groove with it. Like it would be yeah. strong on a playlist. Sounds good. I enjoy it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. That kind of same. Yep. I think that's why we both voted it a seven. We were thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, it's really great when we can finish each. I probably other's. wouldn't listen oh. to it all the time, but it's a very like. I could see me grooving to that with some friends in the backyard, light strung, sipping on cocktails. Yeah, that's a that's a really nice setting. 
you're describing. Maybe one day we'll yeah. be able to do all that stuff again. That yeah, I was really kind cool. of even picturing your backyard, not really mine. <laughs> you're picturing <laughs> hanging out. Of my, uh, perfect. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that party to come around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so it's promo time. Time to do the promo. Uh, let's do this. You ready? You ready for a promo? No. Hit me with that best promo. Remember that D. White & Co. has everything you need at dwhiteandco.com. That's the end of the promo. And that's a wrap. It's going to be a short one today. Oh, my gosh. So, but we're going to do something a little different with the rest of our time here. So the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about Battle of the Brands. And Battle of the Brands is not going anywhere. We're going to pick it up, but we got plenty of time. We're getting that ready, let's say, for down the road but we wanted to continue to bring new ideas into our discussions, new ideas into our podcast. And uh, one of the big things I would say is that we often get um, a fair amount of questions. We go and we travel, uh, people are talking to us, they're emailing us, and we're hearing a lot about you know questions more on like the higher ed side. So what we thought we would do is create a new segment that right now we're just calling DW Co. Mail. We'll come up with a better name. We always do. You know, don't worry. We've got to get going. Got to get started. They have to have a first draft, you know. Um, but we're going to do a little something called DW Command. We've got a question. We're going to kind of do our best to answer it like the very important consultants that we are. Does that sound good to you, Derek? Roll it. Yeah, what's that question you got? Hold on. Got to do the theme song. I like the theme song. Thoughts? That was cool. Do I, do I hear it again? Let's do it one more time. Please again. It's got a very Pink Panther vibe. I agree. Got a little Pink Panther vibe there. <clears throat> so our first question, uh, comes from some friends of ours, uh, not too far from here. And, and this question they write, our marketing team is excited about our new brand, but the rest of campus is skeptical. How do we get campus on board with the brand? Good question. Derek, you want to just lead up? They've got this new brand, right? So what that means, I always, when I hear the word new brand immediately, I'm always like, ooh, like your, your college, your institution, already has a brand. Your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's the way you deliver on your promise. The question is whether you as an institution actually manage and shape that brand, whether you're putting work into documenting that brand and thinking about uh, your brand in a way that makes it consistent. So I'm always nervous when I hear that new brand up front. But what I think that means is we've updated the brand. We've refreshed. We've done the research. We're trying to kind of better understand and define who we are we feel like we've sort of done it, but now we've put it out there. And of course, like, just like campus isn't feeling it. They're just, they're not, they're, they're busy with other stuff right now, you know? Yeah. That's, um, that's a tough one, but, uh, it's nothing that we haven't ever handled before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry, my friend. No, I just say, I, I think it's a really good question. And I think that's something that we, they were even asking us just on our trip up to South Carolina yesterday, whenever we were speaking was, um, you know, how do we get people on board with this? Right. They were they were talking about transitions, trainings, rollouts, all of those things, uh, and in terms of getting a brand on board. But if, if 
if your brand doesn't, or if your the rest of your campus doesn't like it, you know, what are some ways to facilitate to get people on board? I see that as a much tif- a much more difficult situation. Yeah, you know, I think there's three things that really drive um, your internal conversations about your brand. So, okay, first and foremost, the conversations you have inside your organization about your brand are every bit as important, if not more important than the conversations you have about your brand outside of your organization, because ultimately the brand is these people, right? It's the faculty, it's the students, the staff, the alumni. Without that, there is no school. There's just a logo. And a logo is nothing, it's just drawing. Yeah. So, so these, are, these are key constituencies, um, key stakeholders, and they are really the ones that are delivering on the promise of what your brand is, whether you're creating a large state school experience or a much smaller niche experience. You really need these people bought in. So this is important. And I really am excited because this is something that you should actually take seriously. That being said, right now, I think things are tough. People are overworked. Uh, They're struggling with COVID and what they're having to deal with on campus, which just quite frankly sucks. Um, They're having to um, deal with the fact that schools are not necessarily delivering on their promises right now in the way that Uh, the people that work and power these institutions think they should. And that is difficult because you can't go into that space and just throw a new PDF book or something of of brand standards on people and they're just going to love it. You have to use that first step of your brand update, of building those initial brand management pieces to create a culture of feedback and cooperation and collaboration that allows people to add to the brand, to help grow the brand, and feel like they have a part in that brand. And so the two big things that do that is, first and foremost, gotta have training. You gotta have ways to to put these people out there and feel like they understand what the brand actually is. Sometimes, quite frankly, we've kind of skipped a few steps. You know, folks were over here working on making a flyer, and then all of a sudden they're having a big conversation about brands, you know? So I think you gotta have the training in place. That's, that's, a, that's a huge part of it. That helps to sort of create a feedback loop. And then the second thing is you have to have the resources that people actually need. You know, at the end of the day, they care about the brand. It's very important to them. One of the big things is they're trying to get their job done as well. And oftentimes when they look at the brand and when they look at marketing, all they see are roadblocks and barriers to getting that stuff done. So all of this comes down to you really cannot do this without building a system, a training and feedback system into what you're doing. That is your step. And if you just launched a brand in the fall and you're not doing that training and feedback yet, it's kind of mid, mid-semester, it's time to hop to it, you know? And that's, that's a good thing because what starts to happen is once people start to feel engaged, they feel like they're a part of this brand, they, stick to, they, they kind of start to get like pumped up about it and like, you know, kind of jacked, like, hey, this could be kind of cool. And that's, that's momentum, that's brand power, that's what we're actually trying to generate. And so I think too often we think, this is a, a set of brand standards, and yeah, we have to kind of play brand police, and I understand rules are rules. But, but what we're really trying to do is get people engaged with this, not just liking it, but feeling like they're a part of it. And I, I just seen, you know, it's something that's very doable, but you have to be training. It's not something that you can leave on the table because you don't have time for it. The reason you don't have time for training is because you're too busy doing the stuff that training helps fix, you know? So I, I think that's a big part of this, you know? Uh, Derek, further thoughts. You, One thing yeah. I've noticed, you're good on campus, you know? You're good with the people on campus. What, what am I missing? I'm here? not too... 
well, I'm not too many years out from, from being on campus. So that's, that's a fun part. But I, I think the more that you explain that, I think that really goes back to uh, the early stages of forming that updated brand or, you know, a new brand platform or anything like that is getting the, f- the feedback like you're talking about early right. and make it because that's what's going to create the buy in is that, you know, the, the faculty, the students, the stake, all the stakeholders that they've been heard and they're understood because they like you said, I think there was one thing that somebody mentioned that you said in the presentation that they really liked was that, you know, it's not the consultant that is writing right. a new brand. It's, they are not the brand, right? They're just helping facilitate who the brand really is. And so they said, you know, one thing that you said was like, it's not me, but you, the faculty, the teacher, the professor, the student, the, right. uh, the tech guy working on the audio issues, you guys are the brand. So, um, I think like going back and hearing feedback from each of those people as you're bringing that brand platform together and getting all of those messages and key, key pillars, right. Um, it kind of draws back to that. And then, you know, that's when you find that people are bought in and on board for the role, the brand rollout. Yeah, man. I think you're dead on and the train and the training. Yeah. And the, tra- the training is probably the, the more important part there. It starts early. It starts early and it goes on and on. If you're having brand conversations at your institution every five years, you've messed up, right? You need to be having brand conversations a little at a time, all over campus every day. And that requires training. People aren't gonna think that way on their own. And the, the other thing that I, was, I would add, you have to have the leadership buy-in. You have to have the support from leadership. It's not just from the president, it's from the provost, it's from the department heads, the deans. You have to get them bought in because the rest of the team is gonna follow them. Plus, these are very smart people. They've got good feedback. Some of their feedback is not uh, necessarily marketing ready. It needs to be <laughs> trimmed into our world. We have to be right. the filter for that. That's okay. That's what we're here to be. But you have to get leadership in on it because that's what's going to drive these conversations. Uh, quite frankly, right now, I think it's tough to have brand conversations because our brands, particularly from a college perspective, let's be real. They are not delivering. They're not delivering on their promise. Students don't necessarily feel safe from what we're, we're reading in a lot of places. We have fears among faculty, plus we're looking at potential job losses and, and the frustration and fear of that. We have distrust from our communities, right? So a lot of times what we think is a PR problem or a brand problem, it's, it's a work problem, it's a team problem, it's a community problem. All the brand does is open up other areas. It shines light on other areas. The brand is all about what you do, right? It's documenting what you do that works and matters. So I don't know. And it's not, well, it's not always a, uh, you know, the solution is not always an updated brand or updated logos or anything like that. You know, like you get, you get some mud on a shirt. You're not like, I got to throw the shirt out, go get a new one that looks just like it. Or maybe just a little bit more modern or something like that. You just throw in the washing machine. (laughs) And so the brand is the same way. You know, there may be a little mud or maybe a little bad news out there and stuff like that, but there's, there's solutions to fix that through things like training and feedback loops and things like that, that you were just, just talking about that can help restake what, um, rather than just kind of throwing it out the window and looking for a new one. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it doesn't work anyways. No ad is going to fix your like bad brand reputation, you know, just ask Uber, right? Just ask, you know, anyone else that, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, just who, who, who else? I mean, there's so many examples of that. Your, your brand and your ad become ripe for parody at that point. 
it's so easy. I could sit here and write research brands all day. It's so much harder to create the culture that helps people to deliver on that. And that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, I think... That's another edition of DW Co. Mail right there. And by another, I mean technically the inaugural, the first edition. How are you feeling about that, Derek? That was a good question. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty it was pretty on brand for what we've been going through this yeah, week. So I think so as well. Yeah. well. We're right here at the end of the show. As we move into the end of the show, a few things more important than my favorite time of the show, on brand, off brand. Derek, I heard you've got a good on-brand. I don't have one. I just want yours today. I hear you've got a good on-brand off-brand. <laughs> well, I've got, yeah, I do have a good one. So I was reading some news and uh, it was a Florida man. Okay. We've had a few Florida man, but this one's not focused on the Florida man. This one's focused okay. on who affected the Florida man. So the headline was Florida man sues McDonald's for finding a bone in his chicken nugget. Uh, and um, so he, he sued $2 million to fix... Um, the dental dental surgeries and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was wanting to know, you know, McDonald's has been in the news a lot lately for like this Travis Scott meal that's been really popular. <laughs> it's basically, basically just a number two <laughs> off the menu, but yeah. it's got all this hype for no reason. Just uh-huh. Travis Scott's a popular person, <laughs> but uh, I would, you know, is it on brand or off brand for McDonald's for you to find a bone in a McDonald's chicken nugget? Now I'm going to say something controversial which is I'm going to stand up for McDonald's a little bit. I'm going to say it's off-brand. I'm not Mr. McDonald's over here or Mr. Fast Food. But that being said, two thoughts. Number one, billions and billions served. Just look at the numbers. Secondly, McDonald's is the biggest fast food chain, right? So they always get all the crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've been in so many sketchy other fast food restaurants, and a lot of times you go into uh, McDonald's and they're like basically fancy Starbucks at this point. They're really nice, they're really clean, they've got a lot of good stuff. So I feel like people are really hard yeah. on McDonald's. <laughs> I know they, I know I've definitely had worse service at many other places. Yeah, but McDonald's is really not that bad. You know, though, I have but to say, oh, go ahead. The, the only I think the the only place that they do deserve some criticism is that that ice cream machine is never working. I haven't had They're a McFlurry never working. I haven't had a McFlurry since the uh, the George W. Bush years. Like, I mean, literally, it's been several presidents. That thing never works. Wendy's, they're crapping out. They're crapping out Frosties like this at Wendy's. They really are. Yeah. Why can't they uh-huh. get their act together at McDonald's with that? I don't understand that. But then on the other hand, I have to tell you, we stopped at that Freddy's in South Carolina to uh, get a little snack and change. I've never been in a Freddy's with anyone else in there. It's always just like you and the people working there. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. They enjoy intimate customer employee relationships. (laughs) I hope not. I hope not. (laughs) That was taken completely (laughs) the wrong way. (laughs) Derek, we've got about 30 seconds left. I hope you have a great weekend. Hope you get caught up. We get caught up. Yeah. Do you have any final words? I always like to give you the final words. 25 seconds. Let's, what do the people need to know? Support any other NFL team, but the Jaguars. (laughs) 
unless you're from Jacksonville. I saw. But if you're looking for if you're looking for hope from the Jaguars from another state, or if you're just not from Jacksonville, I would look elsewhere because I don't think they're going to provide that hope for you unless you're from Jacksonville. So I, I saw a tweet that said defund the Jaguars. So, oh no. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. We'll be talking about more of our travels and our joys of the road. See ya.